Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. My friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today we begin week 10, the quest for holiness series. Two weeks to prepare you for the journey of a lifetime. And here are the week two objectives. Examine the linear and sequential models of holiness, introduce the pinnacle of holiness, analyze the pinnacle divisions of power, balance, and perfection, validate the model of the pinnacle of holiness, and review the 12 prevailing principles of the pinnacle of holiness. Today's podcast is Lecture E, a word of truth accounting of the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, day six. The title of the podcast is Line Upon Line, Precept Upon Precept. For precept must be upon precept, line upon line. Isaiah 28, 10. The Lecture E objectives are analyze the dividing line of holiness, discuss the event of spiritual surgery in our quest, examine the line-upon-line approach to holiness, and prove there is no rest outside of the way of holiness. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references Chapter 6 of The Pinnacle of Holiness, Volume 1, a prelude to holiness. Now, our first section is entitled The Dividing Line of Holiness. One of the more prevalent themes of the word truth and life in general is death. On this wise, death is the dividing line of holiness, i.e., how successful you are in your quest is contingent to how willing you are to die. Now, there are two things I want to note about the death we are dying before I began to analyze the way of holiness and the model of a pinnacle. First, I would state that of all the progressive reasons why we must die, the focal reason is centered on a crucial human reality. That is, we are finite, limited beings. Like a pitcher of water, we have a predefined volume. This is why death is such a vital part of transformation. It's because the Father cannot give us the tools, talents, gifts, and blessings we need to be holy if we don't make room for them. And the only way to make room for them is by death. 
from this reality hails the celebrated model of spiritual surgery. That is, the process in which the spirit eliminates our carnal attributes and he replaces them with the attributes of our creator. The result is our carnal nature is gradually converted into a divine nature which, from a visible perspective, is likened unto Yahushua Messiah, our example of perfection. These matters prove that transformation is predicated upon death, i.e., we are not straight away converted into perfect beings when we receive the Holy Spirit. Quite the contrary, we are converted as we are transformed, and we are transformed every time we endure a successful spiritual surgery. As the saying goes, we must put off so that he can put on. Here's the question. What do we know about surgery? physical or spiritual? The answer, surgery is difficult, often complicated, and there is a good amount of pain involved. No doubt you can perceive this from a physical perspective, especially if you've had surgery. Let me tell you, the spiritual model of surgery is even more difficult than the physical. If this is not already abundantly clear to you, I am sure that it will be by the end of this series. And this is why death is the dividing line of holiness. Trust me, there are many people in the religious world who are like the rich young ruler. They have a desire to be holy, but to a certain point, and that point is death. Now, our next section is entitled Spiritual Surgery. As you already know, one of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to eliminate all our breaking points. Those are the matters in our lives that will prevent us from being holy if they are not resolved. The point where everything good we are trying to achieve is broken if we do not fix it. As spiritual surgery is the only way to resolve these matters, we have identified another role of the Holy Spirit in our quest. He is our faithful surgeon, for he never loses a patient, and every operation he performs is a complete success. Along these lines, there are 16 major surgeries you will endure in this quest. And although they will indeed be difficult, the degree of difficulty is entirely up to you. In essence, if you follow the guidance of the spirit, each surgery will be as uncomplicated as possible. On the other hand, if you are constantly wrestling with the spirit and the word of truth he reveals to you, and finding it hard to let go of your will. These surgeries will be very hard on you. More than likely, you will not succeed them. Allow me to offer you a word of advice. Do your best to make the surgery as light as possible. Trust me, 
if you come this way, you're going to have surgery, whether you want to or not. The question is, how hard are you going to make it? Here's one more thing to consider. Each surgery not only takes the bad stuff out of you, it deposits the good stuff in you. And that quote unquote good stuff is needed for you to progress your quest for holiness. Like I always say, everything Elohim does has a purpose and some things have multiple purposes. This is definitely the case for spiritual surgery. So remember, it's not just about conversion. It's about progress. It's about making room for your obvious gifts and your hidden gifts so you can be who you were formed to be from your beginning. Proverbs 18, 16 reads, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Now, our next section is entitled, The Line-Upon-Line -line Approach to Holiness. Here's a question. What is the most effective scriptural manner to approaching holiness so that each season of surgery ends in success? The answer, by analyzing holiness in a linear fashion and by its precepts. Isaiah 28, 9 through 10 reads, Whom would he teach knowledge? And whom would he make to understand the message? Those weaned from milk? Those taken from the breast? For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little, there a little. These verses clearly reveal the method in which holiness is to be taught. It's to be taught by its precepts, i.e. spiritual standards, and in a linear, i.e. sequential fashion. Like walking a set of stairs, our pursuit of holiness is defined by an upward ascent toward our goal of perfection. This is precisely why I have placed so much emphasis on the model of progressive spiritualism. It's because we are not being saved to stand or sit still. It's impossible, for we are all changing every hour of every day, physically and spiritually. Along these lines, there are only two manners of spiritual change we can experience. These are progress and regression. Likewise, there are only two directions we can be headed, up or down. Thus, we conclude, everyone who is not making spiritual progress is, by default, in spiritual regression. They are on their way down. Here's a question. What are the precepts of holiness? There are more than 100, but there are 16 primary precepts or standards and 48 secondary precepts, 64 in all. Now, as the process 
by which we must come to understand holiness is linear and sequential, the remaining podcast will be centered on the knowledge of the sequential linear order of the 16 primary degrees of holiness. Truly, there is no better way to thoroughly understand this path. And always remember, this is the only path that leads to everlasting life. Now, our next section is entitled, The Rest for the Weary. Isaiah 28, 12-13 reads, This is the rest. Give rest to the weary. And this is the refreshing. But they would not hear. But the word of Yahuwah was to them, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little, so that they go and shall stumble backward and be broken and snared and taken captive. These verses reveal that the line upon line approach to holiness is replenishing in nature. In essence, ascending from one level of holiness to the ensuing level includes a spiritual refreshing, for the Father pledges to give rest to the weary. The truth is, we are all weary in one way or another, those of us traveling the way of holiness and those of us who are not. It is a proverbial way of life. There are pressures, stresses, and strains upon us all. And these are all derivatives of the sin issue. However, unlike those who are outside the way of holiness, we are experiencing spiritual renewal. This not only allows us to develop the stamina required to progress our quest, it also allows us to deal with the cares of this life in a productive manner. Now, if you don't think that's a big deal, consider this. There are approximately 130 suicide deaths every day in the U.S. alone. Likewise, more than 40 million adults are plagued by anxiety and depression. Now, here's the thing you need to know, especially if you know someone hurting in this matter. There are no suicides or anxiety or depression on the way of holiness. But there is rest for the weary, and you should invite them to join us on this quest. In doing so, you will fulfill the word of Elohim spoken by Isaiah. You will give rest to the weary by leading them to the truth. For there is no rest for those who continue outside of the way of truth. Now, here is the final word. Follow me, all who are weary, and I will lead you to the one who will give you rest. One of the final lessons I want you to appreciate about this quest, before we formally set off, is its replenishing nature. You must believe me, it doesn't matter how rich or powerful you are. 
Weariness is a feature of this life, and there is nothing in and of this world that can cure it. Nevertheless, there is a highway and a way that you can travel that will give you the relief you desire, the rest you need. We will analyze it thoroughly over the next four days. Then, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, we will set off. We will begin. Now, here is the assignment for today. Share this podcast with everyone you know who desires to be saved. Let them know you are joining me on this quest and why they should join too. Remember, this is not about numbers. You learn this about us in the future week. At Pinnacle Appointments Ministries, we focus on quality, not quantity. Yet, there will be no quantity if we do not share the good word of truth the same way we have received it, that is, freely. And we will miss out on a golden opportunity to be blessed. My advice to you is simple. Don't miss out on your blessing. Share the good word with everyone the Spirit leads you to share it with. Trust me, the work of the ministry will go on whether or not you're involved. Likewise, everyone the Father desires to be saved will be saved eventually. He's not going to lose one. The only question that remains is, do you want to be involved? I trust you said yes. And if you did, all you have to do is share this podcast as the Set Apart Spirit leads you. Now, here is what's next in this series. We completed today's podcast, line up online, precept upon precept, and tomorrow's podcast is The Pinnacle of Holiness, Part 1. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.